You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode number 19. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn today with Dr. Barry, and I am going to be talking about heart disease. And like always, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP019. Again, the address is drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP019. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about heart disease. I'm going to be talking about some common risk factors and how to improve uh, your chances of not developing heart disease, uh, because that's a major concern, um, not only from a United States standpoint, but from a worldwide uh, aspect of it. So today we're talking about heart disease. So stay tuned for another great episode. Today we're going to be talking about heart disease and pretty much, you know, why, uh, why it's important for us to really be thinking about this um, on a consistent basis. Again, I am uh, your favorite internist, Dr. Barry. And let's to kind of first and foremost start out, heart disease is the number one killer in men and women, right? So if that's not enough to kind of get the conversation started on why this is important, hey, Amanda. If that's not a, important to get the conversation started, let's start there. Number one killer in the world, heart disease. And when we, when we, even when we look at the numbers worldwide, heart disease and you know subgroups under heart disease makes up I think three or four of the top reasons why um, uh, for in terms of causes of death uh, in, in the whole world. So this isn't a regional thing. This isn't a United States thing. This is across the board everywhere you're at. Um, heart disease is um, a number one killer for us. Um, we know uh, specifically men and women uh, tend to be affected at very similar rates You know, as they get older. Uh, women tend to have a little bit more protective uh, barriers, and that's more due to like hormones, especially specifically estrogen. Uh, but we know once they get to a certain age, uh, men and women tend to uh, suffer from disease at um, an astonishing rate, which is uh, extremely concerning. Uh, being a primary care physician, I tend to uh, see patients pretty much at all you know kind of stages and walks of life. Uh, because of the many risk factors that heart disease kind of plays a factor in, and we'll we'll kind of go over those um, diseases. Uh, but because you know I've I've seen them from point A to point Z, uh, we definitely are really trying to put an, a, a, a premier focus, a premium focus on trying to prevent risk factors that we can, because there are some risk factors that you know there's nothing that we can. Uh, do about, but the ones that we can actually um, make some changes, we're, we're definitely, and you'll see, you know, especially for uh, guys who may be seeing doctors elsewhere, um, we, we definitely stress it a lot. You know, we, we may seem like we're, you know, being overly aggressive, but it's because we know in the long run, if we don't do anything now, uh, some of the problems that can arise. So let's let's just talk about, again, heart disease and just heart disease in general. We know heart disease is a disorder of blood vessels in the heart and which can lead to what we uh, commonly known as heart attacks. 
Uh, but when you know, when I like to think about heart disease, I understand that not only can heart disease affect the heart, uh, but in the vessels in the heart. But you got to figure it as vessels in the kidneys. You got to figure it as vessels in the brain as well. Um, all of these things seem to be very interconnected when we're talking about heart disease. So um, even though we tend to focus, a lot of our focus is on heart attacks. Um, we understand the fundamental process uh, is the fact that we have blood vessels that get clogged for you know various reasons. Blood vessels that um, lose blood flow in parts of the uh, heart that lose blood flow for various reasons, um, which we'll kind of discuss. And the goal is how do we try to prevent that or minimize the damage that we're um, experiencing? Uh, and again, I like we. I, yeah, like I talked about um, with with women, women tend to be have a very protective um, marker, which is our estrogen. Estrogen tends to protect women um, at, at earlier ages, but once they get past age of fifty, uh, and their you know the estrogen levels are pretty much subpar or you know done um, because of menopause or whatnot, their risk factors increase and uh, tend to you know get back to the same level as men. So you know we're we definitely have a Focus where most of the talk and most of the stuff that you may read may always be focused on the men in terms of heart disease, but definitely we have to think about women as well um, uh, as far as in this disease course and disease matter uh, in that regard. So that's why it's extremely important uh, to, to make sure that, you know, we're being very mindful of uh, how and how they can present and why they can present the way they present because men and women do present differently uh, for the same disease. Um, so let's talk about some of the risk factors uh, when we talk about heart disease. Um, the biggest one, high blood pressure or blood pressure in general, but high blood pressure specifically is a huge risk factor for um, a person suffering from heart disease. And again, blood pressure, and I, we, we've talked about this before, blood pressure is um, one of the, what we like to call, I like to call a silent killer. And reason being is that because there's usually no side effects from it. Like there, I have patients who come to my office, their blood pressure is through the roof and they feel no different. And the reason why they feel no different is because our bodies do such a great job at dealing with the intense pressure over and over and over again that it nothing really kind of comes into play. Uh, but unfortunately, once our body gets to a point where it can't do anything about it, that's when the problems arise. So our bodies can walk around from a normal, let's talk about normal blood pressure. We can, uh, average person, top number, we'll just say top number, uh, below 140, bottom number below 90. But I have a lot of patients who they're walking around, their blood pressure is one, the top number is 150, 160, 170, and they feel no different whatsoever. Because our body does such a good job at dealing with that high blood pressure. Now, on the outside, it's doing a good job. You don't feel any different. But on the inside, um, we're, we're, you know, heart disease is starting to... Uh, what was going on? It was going on, Gino. I appreciate you for joining the live stream. We're talking about heart disease today. Uh, we're going on... We're, we're talking about our risk factors. First one, high blood pressure. So, again, uh, going on with high blood pressure. Even though, you know, you may not feel any symptoms, um, we, we know heart disease starts to build up. We know kidney disease starts to build up as well. And once you get to the point where your body can't deal with the blood pressure, that's when problems arise. And when I say problems, that's when you get the heart attack. That's when you get the stroke. That's when you get kidney disease. That's when you start having vision issues. That's when you start having lung issues. All of these problems, like, you know, hit you all at once. Once the body says, you know what? You know, I've done enough. I've been dealing with this high blood pressure for years, and 
You know, no one's helped me out. So here I am today. So that's why, again, in the office, you know, we're very, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, vocal about making sure your blood pressure is good, making sure your blood pressure stays good. And uh, just on a quick caveat for my patients, who, my patients know when you come to the doctor's office, when you go to the doctor's office, please take your blood pressure medication uh, before you get there. That's a very common thing that I see a lot. But for some reason, patients don't want to take their blood pressure medication uh, right before they go to the doctor's office. I don't know why they do it. Uh, let me let you know now that uh, you can go ahead and take your blood pressure medication. There's not a doctor who does not want to take you, want you to take your blood pressure medication before it starts. So go ahead, take your blood pressure medication before you get there. So that's blood pressure. Number two, diabetes. Not diabetes and even pre-diabetes puts you at an increased risk for having heart disease later on. And remember, we talked about heart disease being an almost an old person's disease. So again, you could be dealing with these diabetes for years and not have any issues from a uh, cardiovascular standpoint, but then end up having problems uh, come arise uh, from that. So definitely be extremely careful for my diabetics and my pre-diabetics. And the, the worst thing about my pre-diabetics and my diabetics is that um, they tend to feel differently, right? So they don't feel the same pain, discomfort, the same elephant on my chest uh, that a person without diabetes has had. So uh, we're, we definitely be, I definitely get very mindful whenever my diabetic patient starts telling me any complaints around here, uh, around their chest, what I'm talking about, reflux, GERD, like, you know, just discomfort. I'm a little bit more aggressive uh, in, in that regards because I know they're not feeling the same. Uh, people have attention to you because certain that. So people with hypotension don't pose an increased risk for having heart disease but what actually especially on what you uh, mentioned amanda is that a family history uh, and that's my next point a family history of blood pressure uh is a risk factor for having heart disease so you can be you know a tri triathlon athlete you can work out every day eat great but if you if mom dad grandma grandpa has blood pressure issues if they have diabetes issues we know you are at an increased risk for having heart disease again i think my I think I talked about it earlier. I have a, a patient of mine who is 30, I think he's like 37, 38, and he ended up having to get triple bypass surgery. So he ended up open heart surgery uh, because, and it wasn't, and he's a weightlifter. He works out, he does everything he was supposed to do, but he ignored the fact that his family uh, was a whole bunch of, you know, you know, overweight, hypertensive, diabetic uh, folks in his family. And like, you know, they, the genes kind of pass it along. So definitely think about the genetic component. Um, one thing uh, that, again, uh, family history, we talked about age as well being an issue. Yes, the next one, cholesterol. Um, high cholesterol also poses an, an increased risk for having heart disease. Because again, when we talk about uh, the heart attack, when we talk about the stroke, all that is is for a period of time, I got less blood flow to a certain area. And usually what causes that less blood flow is one of those plaques of uh, cholesterol that's kind of been sitting in that artery, that have been sitting in your heart, sitting in your neck, flies up, and then all of a sudden that area of the brain, that area of the heart, um, gets no blood flow, and then bam, that's when we have problems arise. So high cholesterol is uh, another thing too. And high cholesterol, just like high blood pressure, symptomatically causes you no problems right you i got you know people walking around here cholesterols you know through the roof but they don't know it one because they don't they don't feel no different it doesn't cause them to feel bad 
And again, this isn't anything where like they just eating really bad. They don't have to eat really bad. If mom had high cholesterol, dad had high cholesterol, and the genes just kind of got passed along, you know, now you have high cholesterol too. So nothing, even regardless of, and again, we, we always, I always try to diet. Like I'm, I'm a big, my patients know, um, I always give you three months. You got, if you walk into my office and, you know, your sugar's a little bit on the high side or your cholesterol's a little bit on the high side, I say, all right, we got three months. Let's see what we can change with the diet. And then you gonna come back. If these numbers are still high, we putting you on medication. Like that's I I give them three months. I give them I give all my patients about three months when I can. If if your sugar is like way too high, if your cholesterol is way too high, and I already know that the a diet's not gonna change those numbers, then I just start you with the cholesterol the medication right off the bat. But if um, I know you're kind of on that borderline, like you know maybe if you uh, you know exercise a little bit more, eat a little bit better, that's enough to kind of you know push you back over to the like, the healthy side. Then I'm okay with doing that too. So so definitely uh, high cholesterol. Um, and, and again, the stuff I name are unfortunately stuff that you really can't change, right? Like you you can kind of try to just have a high blood pressure. But if you have high blood pressure, you have high blood pressure. You can try to adjust, you know, from having uh, diabetes. But if you got it, you got it. You can try to adjust if you have cholesterol, but if you got it, you got it. Um, men, the men, especially uh, the men who are watching, uh, just being a man makes you at a higher risk for having heart disease. Now, we talked about once, you know, once women get up to age, once they get to about 50, 55, um, it's about even. But up until that point, you know, if you're a 45-year-old man, uh, you have a higher risk of having heart disease. You have a higher risk of having a stroke, a heart attack, and everything up and above uh, from that regards. And people with patients. Yeah, so, and so a very, very good point. So people with hypertension, and it was really, even though it is hypertension, it's really for the coronary artery disease, as the heart disease aspect of it. Um, we always recommend taking a baby aspirin. One, because we know a baby aspirin, Clinically, unless you have like some bleeding issues, really not going to cause any problems. But we know um, it's been known to save lives. Just taking a 81 milligram baby aspirin, call it a day. Uh, because again, if you're if you're a diabetic, you should be taking a baby aspirin. If you're a hypertensive, you should be taking a baby aspirin. All of these things that we know, if if you're at a higher risk for having heart disease you should be having a baby aspirin right along with it. And then even from a, a medical standpoint, like the government, right? The government even like, uh, you know, puts little check marks on, you know, from a grading system and say, hey, you know, Dr. Pierre, you got 20 patients who have high blood pressure, but only 15 of them are taking an aspirin. What's going on? So, you know, I get, I get letters like that, you know, uh, like weekly. So, you know, definitely a baby aspirin is extremely important. Um, and that's more of a preventative. Everything's... From, Everything that we do is more from a preventative standpoint uh, because we know there's, there's only so many risk factors that I can change. And so let's talk about the stuff that I can change or stuff that I can tell you to do that you could possibly change. So before we talked about what, you know, stuff that you may have a risk factor that you really can't do nothing about because it's just genetics in terms of like age, gender, um, whether you're hypertensive, whether you're, you're diabetic, whether you have high cholesterol. So now let's talk about um, those who the stuff that you that you can possibly change uh, to you know decrease your risk factors. The big one, right, is smoking. Like if in 2017, right? Let's let me let me put my guys up. In 2017, if you're still smoking cigarettes, then honestly, I don't know what to do, right? Honestly, I, you know, I just. You know, I don't know what else to do. Like, if you're like with all of the evidence that's out there that says stop smoking cigarettes, if you're still smoking cigarettes, again, I really don't know what to do. Again, and you, you guys know my take, right? I rather you smoke marijuana. Like, I'm gonna just be honest, right? If you, if you told me, hey doc, like 
smoke cigarettes, smoke marijuana. What should I do? I'm going to tell you smoke marijuana. Because we know all of the problems with cigarettes, right? We ask any medical student, pre-med student, nursing student, like ask anybody in the health field, if they got a test question that, you know, person has cancer, person has so-and-so disease, what's one thing that you could tell them to do that can decrease their chances? If smoking is an answer choice, smoking is that answer regardless, right? Like I don't even, I don't even need to read the rest of the answer choices. Uh, if I see, tell that person stop smoking, I'm going to choose that 100% of the time, right? So if in 2017, if y'all are still smoking cigarettes, I don't know what to do for you. Honestly, so like the one big thing you can do to change uh, your risk for having heart disease that we know you can actually control is stop smoking. Um, number two, uh, if it's possible, uh, you know, being overweight. So we know uh, the heavier you are, the more likely. And again, it is, this is going to be a very common thing, which, of course, uh, is something that, you know, I, I deal with in my practice. I deal with personally on a personal level all the time. Right. We know the heavier you are, the more likely you are having a risk for um, heart disease, right? So, you know, if you can, you know, work on your diet, that's something else that we know that you can kind of change uh, to try to prevent uh, heart disease later on. Again, that, and that's why I always tell, um, you know, that's why I always give my patients, especially the ones who are borderline, about three months. I give them three months to say, hey, you know what, change your diet and let's, you know, exercise a little bit more. Let's see if we can, you know, get get to the bottom of it. But, you know, that's pretty much, you know, that, 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 so diet, diet's another one, right? Um, being more physically fit as well, because we know a, a more physically fit person um, is uh, more li least likelier to have like heart disease. And when I talked about my my patient, you know, earlier, the 37 year old, I think the only reason why like he was able to survive, like you know, his endeavor, you know, being you know 37 with a triple bypass, is because he was so fit. Like if he wasn't as fit as he was. I'm not sure what would have happened. I think because he had a ma he had a major heart attack, and you know, fortunately, he was able to um, recover, and he's doing very well um, because of it. Because because he was so fit. So now, and what is is actually a true story. Um, he's actually going to, and I've, I've encouraged him. He's actually going to start, you know, uh, speaking out to you know to the the gym crowd to make sure they're getting their butts into the doctor's office as well because it's important. Like the my gym folks, uh, my gym folks. Side note. Uh, never think that they have any medical problems with them, and they're so hard to get them in the doctor's office anyway. So, um, you know, shout out to my gym folks. But you know, he's so he's definitely gonna be a champion uh, for folks in the gym to try to get them uh, back, get them to see the doctor from a standpoint there. Um, and I think you know that's I mean that's really the biggest ones um, from a, a risk factor standpoint. You know, we we talked about and just from a recap standpoint. So we talked about you know why we're doing this. You know, again, February is you know American Heart Month just across the world. Um, we know heart disease is the number one killer for men and women worldwide. Not the United States, not Florida. Um, worldwide heart disease number one killer. Um, and we we talked about some of the risk factors. So we talked about what we can change. And what we can't change. So some risk factors that we can't change. Number one, um, if uh, you're male or female, because we know male men have a higher risk of having heart disease than women. Um, another thing you cannot change if you have hypertension. Uh, if you have another one is diabetes. Um, another one is high cholesterol. Those are some big things because really your genetics. Those are some things that you really can't do nothing about. Um, you know, we just got to try to minimize the risk factors as much as we can. 
And now we talked about the things that we can change and that, you know, this is where, you know, uh, you know, your physician, you know, earns his pay or whatever, because he really tries to make sure we hit home on that. If you're a smoker in 2017, stop. Like, you know, I don't know. I can't even I don't even really need to go in any further detail. Just stop smoking. Like if you're still smoking in 2017, please stop. Just stop. Uh, let me see. We talked about. Uh, diet, because we know diet's a big factor as well. So if you're if you're overweight, but again, like like I always do, you don't have to be uh, overweight to have heart disease. Trust me, there's a lot of skinny people with heart disease. Um, but you know, being overweight does not help. So if you're overweight, um, you know, work work on that from a dietary standpoint. Um, start becoming more physically active as well. Uh, because again, that's extremely important. You know, the more physically active you are, the less, least likely you are to have heart disease, and the least likely, and the more likely you are to like survive if you do have heart disease if you're more physically active. Um, from that standpoint, there. Um, so you know, go ahead and go to your doctors. You know, if you haven't, if you have not had your checkup yet, go ahead and get that checkup. You know, check your blood pressure. Go to go to your local grocery store. We're not gonna name them uh, on here, uh, but you know whatever your local grocery store is, go to them. You know, stick your arm in a place, see what your blood pressure numbers is looking like, because we know your blood pressure could be super high and you not even know it. We know your cholesterol could be super high and you not even know it. Diabetes, diabetes is a different thing, but you know at least those two we know they can be extremely elevated and you not have any symptoms whatsoever. So you know, please, please you know. To, you know, take this month on again. You're gonna see uh, a lot of you know um, advertisements and you know CDC and all you know American Heart Association. All these people really kind of you know pubbing, pubbing. You know, you know, check on the heart, check on the heart. You know, work heart disease, heart disease, heart disease, uh, because it's important. And, you know, it, um, it's you know, there's really no two two shakes about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www.lunchlearnpod.com. That's www.lunchlearnpod.com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag Lunch Learn Pod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'll see you next week.